because to be honest with you, I kind of would like to have have you and Shane as my on-screen parents at some point. I would love that. Do you know what? We're going to have to make that happen, Michael. Yep, I would love to have that happen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Today, I have an Australian guest that you may have seen on the big or small screen. She first hit the big screen in 1996, has starred in lots of iconic Australian films and television since, including Mullet, Ladies in Black, and Wentworth. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast, my guest for today, Susie Porter. Susie. Hello, Michael. It is a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Oh, do you know what? Thank you so much for having it's me. My I know I ran into um, lovely Shane Jacobson at the Actor Awards, and I know you've had him on the podcast, and we spoke about you. Wow. <laughs> and uh, so when I got the email from my agent to say, would you like to go on, I jumped at the chance. So thank you for asking me. It's my pleasure. Ever since I first watched Ladies in Black, which I'm quite a fan of, I took an, an instant liking to you. Well, you know what? Mrs. Miles is a really beautiful character. Where did you get the inspiration for your character of Mrs. Miles? You know, I would have to say my mum. My mum is very much like Mrs. Miles in her way. And um, my mum was like stay-at-home mum and did you know, did everything for us and uh, was very nurturing in that way. And um, so, yeah, it was really, there were elements of my mum in that. Yeah. And I have to say, after watching um, your show, I really liked your family. Thank you. Your mum and your sisters and your dad. I met, I think it was your sister. I don't, oh no, there was your brother once and your mum and dad. Yeah, yep. and my sister. No, they seem like a really lovely family. Thank you. I really appreciate that. One thing we have in common is um, I loved Gilligan's Island. It was one of the first things I used to watch when I came home from school. Yeah. Um, and I think my favourite was was Gilligan, actually. I loved I loved Gilligan and the older one together. He was the skipper. I liked the two yep. of those together. And actually, I met, I met the movie star one because she was at the beginning of a movie I did many, many years ago. You mean Tina Louise? Tina Louise, yeah. She was in uh, the beginning of a movie and I was so excited to meet her. But I loved that show. Yep. I loved it. What a, what just a great idea. And I really always wanted them to get off the island. It's amazing, isn't it? You yeah. just really wish that they would. But I suppose if they got off the island, if the SS Minnow didn't go down, there'd be no show. No. Another one that I loved was I Dream of Jeannie. That's another one of my favourites as well. With Larry Hagman and... Um, Barbara Eden. Barbara Eden. And I just wished I was Barbara Eden. I wished I was Jeannie. <laughs> and my favourite thing in the show is when she goes into her bottle. bottle. And my sister and I always wanted to have a room like that. <laughs> like a round room with all the cushions in it. <laughs> <laughs> but it wouldn't exactly be conventional or even practical 
Well, yeah, he couldn't open a window. But it was just so, it was so fantastic. I loved that show. My first question is, um, what was your upbringing like? I grew up in um, Newcastle, which is about two and a half hours north of Sydney. I had a very, very relaxed upbringing, really. So lots of time going to the beach, um, lots of space in Newcastle. Um, I also have three sisters, so I have two older ones and one younger one. So there's all girls in the family. Yeah, it was just a very um, relaxed and nurturing way of growing up. We'd go on lots of camping holidays and go to the beach and I would fish with my dad. Um, so yeah, it was a very it was a very nice upbringing. Wow. I feel very grateful. That sounded very, very adventurous. <laughs> well, in some ways it was. In some ways it was. I used to. Um, we used to do. A, we used to go out on the boat with my dad a lot. Um, and I was sometimes scared, to be honest. If we were going out fishing and we'd be in big waves, I was kind of scared. But um, my dad was very good on it, so I kind of had to. Um, yeah, I didn't really show that I was scared. That was really, that's really impressive. Finding that, that courage at such a young age too. Well, I think it's, you know, fear is something that can stop us doing things, you know. Yeah. And as I've gotten older, I've thought we've got one life and fear is not a good enough reason to not do something. Yeah. You know. I can see that. Mm. Probably one of my next questions is, since that you're a fan of the original Prisoner series, so is my mother for that matter, she watches it all the time. That show from the 70s and 80s, is that one of the reasons you joined the cast of Wentworth, which is a reboot of that show? I would definitely say yes. Um, I grew up loving that show. So my little sister and I would religiously watch that show every week. And um, I, I just loved it. So sometimes I would be on the set of Wentworth and just pinch myself and think, oh my God, I just so love this. And now I'm actually in it. I really had to pinch myself to go, I, I can't believe that I got that role and was in such an iconic series. Yeah. Um, if I thought of that when I was little, I'd be amazed. And um, I also got to ha have to ask you, how do you prepare for such an intense role? Mm, that was difficult, actually. I think at the beginning, the character is top dog. And, um, you know, I read a lot of um, crime. You know, I was a crime matriarch, so I read, I read novels about that and stories about that. But as the character progressed in the series, I became the character became the most hated character in prison. And because I'd caused this deaths of a number of people the character goes through so much heartache and um, physical violence and I actually found that very difficult wow. so basically like all that stuff would be happening I just think it got me down a little bit because I was 
you know, the violence of it and being bashed and all of that sort of stuff and being screamed at, it really kind of gets to you after a while, even though we all got on well as actors, you know, we're all friends on the show. But, yeah, it's amazing. I would find myself walking down the street and I would just be looking at the ground and my shoulders were slumped. It was really strange how that, like, affected me. Oh. Mm. Does the role take a toll on your physical or mental health? That did at times. That did at times because we filmed down in Melbourne and so I couldn't come home a lot. So I really missed my husband. Also just being in a prison, just the day-to-day stuff, you really take for granted your own freedom. You know that we can leave the door, we can walk out our front door and we're free. I can relate to that because I've taken stuff for granted before. I think it's like everybody else. I does. think it's really easy to take things for granted until you see something's taken away, or you see how it's affected someone else, and you realise that. I think gratitude is a really great quality to have in your life. Yeah. And in fact, um, earlier in the week, I watched a, cl- a couple of clips of Wentworth on YouTube where your character. Marie um, was stabbed and and died. In fact, that scene brought me to tears, twice at least. Oh, oh, well, you know, when they told me, because they weren't actually going to kill the character, and when I was down there on set one day, the producer called me into the room and said, look, we think we're going to kill Mari. And I said, what, after everything she's been through? That she's just becoming good, like learning to think of others and be kind and um, learn to have love in her life and then they were going to kill her. And I must admit, I felt I burst into tears after that scene was finished when they just, they all came down and clapped and said, you know, that's your last day. And I felt really sad by it, actually. Imagine. Because I felt, I really also felt for the character because she really tried to change. She was always, came from a criminal background and violence. So she she had trouble learning, you know, how to love. And towards the end, she was. So that was really hard. But I think it was the right ending for the character. The reason why it brought me to tears is because in that scene, I imagine myself playing a, a, a character and that character was her son and um i was clutching a hand in mine and and i whispered in a broken voice i love you mum." it's because scenes like that puts things into perspective for me it makes me rethink things yeah it's such a moving it's a moving thing and i would imagine you would yeah it's a that's beautiful what you said it may seem like like a show you know fiction to other people but to me it's so lifelike because and not to mention the fact that the music actually makes it moving it does i think music is such a powerful tool i know i can listen to a piece of music and it can bring me to tears and a lot of actors actually use music as a way to get into the emotional life of a character and some people can just mm. listen to a song and it's enough to bring them to tears before a scene if they need to be crying. Mm. Since I uh, already mentioned that I 
first when I first watched Ladies in Black, I took an instant liking to you. Um, did you enjoy the experience of filming that? Oh, I loved it. I really loved that character. Um, I loved working with Shane. I really loved Shane Jacobson always. Um, so I was a big fan of his. So to be able to be husband and wife in that, and then for Anne Gowry Rice to be our daughter, it was really, um, it was really special. And to to wear all the old fashioned clothes, like a lot of my clothes that I wore were original fifties, and the hairstyles, like the makeup artist loved doing that was her favourite job because she loved doing they loved doing the period piece. And I'd worked with that director before called Bruce Beresford. And, you know, he's a, he's a, in his 70s now, but he's a really amazing director. And he always picks a lot of women. In his, a lot of his films are about women, which I think are good. And what I really loved after doing that movie is that so many people came up to me in the street and said it reminded me. Like, these are women probably in their 60s or 70s that said these reminded me of when I went shopping with my mum. And it bought like my mum loved it. My, it was my it's my mum's favourite movie, and she she doesn't watch Wentworth because she says it's too violent, and that's fine. I get that, yeah. but she loves Ladies in Black, and um, it just reminded her of her upbringing and of the time yeah. in Sydney. People really reminisced, and they could remember their childhood, which I yeah. think um, is really. A lovely thing to do to, to make a film and for mm. people because people really loved that movie. I also got to ask you, how were you approached about doing the role of Mrs. Miles? To be honest, I felt very grateful that I didn't have to audition. The producer I knew, and because I'd worked with the the um, director before. When I first got out of drama school, when I was 25, um, I did a I did a picture, I did a movie with the director, so he remembered me from from there and um, basically said, "Would you like to play the mum?" But he told me about that story 25 years ago, so I could have played Anne Gowry's role, but it took them so long to get the money up that I ended up playing the mum. <laughs> So it literally took 20 years to get that movie up. Yeesh. But he wanted to do it because he told me when I was 25, there's this movie, it'd be great to do about a whole lot of women at David Jones and and yet it took that long to get up. i also got to ask you this one. Would you like to talk about your time working with Shane Jacobson and Angowry Rice? Shane Jacobson, I was a huge fan of Kenny and um, I just think he's a he's a wonderful person. He loves to yes. tell stories because I think you've had him on your podcast. And I he, did. Yes, that was that was one of my best. Oh, ones. he loves you, and um, oh, he's look. He he loves to chat. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He loves to chat. Yep. So he used to tell us so many great stories. Um, and he's so funny. So even though his character was sort of a bit gruff um, and gambling and, you know, on the horse races and things like that, um, he was just so much fun to work with because he's so funny and he'd tell us great stories. And and Gowrie, well, she's so mature for her age. 
and really amazes me because she had been doing movies in America and did the most amazing American accent and she was like 12. So that's what I mean by the age. Like I didn't really start properly acting professionally until I was 18 and then I went to drama school in Sydney and I wouldn't have had the confidence to do it before then. But it's amazing that she was so young and she was so Mm. talented, you know? And in fact, um, I also got to say this. Ever since I first watched Ladies in Black, I also have always imagined myself playing the role of your son. Ah. (laughs) Because to be honest with you, I kind of would like to have have you and Shane as my... (laughs) on-screen parents at some point. I would love that. Do you know what? We're going to have to make that happen, Michael. Yep, I would love to have that Do you know what? I I think, yeah, I think that, yeah, Shane is, um, well, you know Shane now from being on here. And um, he's a character. There's no doubt about it. And uh, Mrs. Miles is just such a a loving, comforting mum that you could go and ask anything and she would help. Because in all honesty, I think you and Shane would be perfect. <laughs> I think so too. I was really lucky. My mum is very similar to Mrs. Miles. And and your yeah. mum, she seems really just so lovely, your mum. Yeah. Isn't she? Your mum and dad are great She's, supporters of yours. Yep. Yeah. I, I could never... They're like the best parents a man could hope for. I would agree with that. I warmed to your mum and dad in the show... Yeah, when you're having dinner and I just thought I could easily live in that family. And your beautiful sister as well. Yeah, Yeah, really gorgeous family. Thank you. In fact, my sister kind of reminds me of Hermione Granger. Oh, really? Oh, from the Harry Potter ones. Oh, it could be the hair, do you think? The hair, but also, um... Uh... Um smart and opinionated nature yeah and you have a brother as well don't you yeah and where does your brother fit into it is it your older brother or your younger one he's actually my younger one okay i'm actually older than both of them oh okay do you mind if i ask is it 1970 you were born or was it 1971 1971 right so i'm quite old now i wouldn't say you're old it's funny, you know, because I feel like I'm 16 still, but as you get older, it's like you're, you you start to look older and your body ages, but your I know. your spirit doesn't, No, if that makes sense. Yes, but you shouldn't tell yourself that you're getting old. That's true. I actually just spoke to one of my neighbours. She turned 90 today. And I was on the oh. phone to her before I spoke to you. Nice. And she's amazing. And even she said, you've got to make the most of every day. We never Happy know. Happy birthday to her. Oh, yeah, lovely Vera. Yeah, she's 90, which I think is really amazing. Also, I, I know it's a little bit late, but happy birthday for last month. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I was 51 last month. And I, um, I was, yeah, my husband made me... Um, vegetarian lasagna which is my favorite uh one of my favorite uh, meals so i had lasagna and um we had a birthday cake and 
it was really lovely. I spent it with all my family and my nephews and my sisters and my mum. I salute your husband for it. <laughs> Do you know what? He's a very good husband. He helped me set this up today on the computer because, yeah, he's a very good husband. I'm very lucky. How did you meet your husband? It's funny. It, I'm meant to be with my husband, you know, and, and it was funny because when I met him, I was 28, he was 21, and we were working in a cafe together in Sydney, and then we were friends, and then years later I'd moved to London, oh. about three years later, and I ran into him in the street because he's English. Hmm. And then he got in contact with me years later. We became friends. And then he, when he came to Australia back in 2008, he contacted me again. And we drove to Byron Bay oh. and, yeah, then got married the next year. Actually, my husband, before he was my husband in 2009, he took me Valentine's Day to Rome Wow. And that was the most romantic because he was li living in London still. And that was the ro most romantic um, thing anyone has ever done. And wow. bought me a really big bunch of red roses and took me to Rome. Yeah. Wow. He sounds like a very older version of me. Well, yeah, he's 44. And he, and he chose, chose an older woman. Smart man. <laughs> It's true, by seventy, but it is true. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's funny, but yeah, that is good. But I didn't notice the difference really in our ages. Nice. So it's like I ran into him around the world. We yeah. always connected, so I kind of felt like it was meant to be. The fact that I used to just ran into him in London, which is such a big city, and there are millions of people there, and I ran into him. I would love to visit London. Friends. You know what you'd love in London is the th is probably the theatre. The theatre's really good and you can go on lots of open-top buses and, yeah. you know, check out the whole city. It's pretty good. One thing I would love to do in London is to go to a tea house with a woman and have an English high tea with her. That's the best. I've done, I've done that. And you know what? That would be a perfect date for you to take someone that I think that would be the best thing to do because you know a lot of the time you don't want to go to bars or clubs or anything like that but not something my place. like a yeah it's not my place either so like a high tea would be perfect I think <laughs> it would in fact even though I've been on several dates I've never once had a relationship ever I thought that girl that you went with the Comic-Con was really good. You know, when you went to... Supernova? I thought you, yeah, I thought you guys were a good pair, but it didn't... No, I'm not really attracted to shy girls. Oh, okay. But also, the main reason why I went to Supernova is because Dawn Wells was there, RIP. When did she go? She passed away on um, the 30th of December um, 2020. I found out I was pretty devastated. So, oh. so um, on the day I found out, which is New Year's Eve, I made a little um, vigil for her and oh. played the um, the Gilligan's Island theme song. Um, it may not have been a proper um, send-off, but it was the very best I was able to do. I think that's beautiful that you did that. Yeah. Yeah, oh, but isn't it good that you actually got 
to meet her. Yep. And she seemed really happy to meet you too. Yeah. Gave you a big hug. Yep. I got dressed as the skipper for her because she and, the, and Alan Howell, they were very close in reality. He reminded her of her dad. In fact, that's the reason why the skipper's my favourite because, because he reminds me of my dad. Yeah, I love the skipper too because he's so lovely and friendly, isn't yeah. he? He really tries to help Gilligan. Uh, he's calls him his little buddy yeah yeah i'm gonna have to watch some of that stuff but i don't know where to watch it these days unless you go on youtube maybe well i actually bought the entire box set on on ebay i still use a dvd player oh that's great yeah i still have a dvd player as well nice yeah at least somebody else still uses one of those very good Changing the subject a little bit, um, mm -hmm. when did your passion for animals begin? Do you know, I think my passion for animals really began when I was little and I would bring home stray dogs and cats. My mum also loves animals, so we lived, we lived on the back of a nature reserve, so we looked after a possum in the shower recess. We put all the trees in there. We looked after a baby kangaroo and I I took that baby kangaroo to show and tell at school. It was the best show and tell ever, was the kangaroo. And um, I looked after lizards and basically I have this thing that if I see an animal in distress, I want to help it. Yeah. It upsets me. The, the thing that upsets me yeah. most is that. So I will always want to love and protect animals. I feel so bad for these poor animals having their peaceful mm. lives disturbed by humans. That's right. In fact, my passion for animals began ever since I was little as well. And what's your favourite animal and where did that start from? The, my top two favourites would be lions and tigers because they're the biggest cats in the world. They're apex predators and also because of their majestic status. Yeah, they're pretty amazing, aren't they? In fact, um, another thing that contributed to that is one of my fondest childhood memories is that... Um, you remember Yowie chocolates? Yes, I do. My mother used to get them for me for me all the time. Oh. But, um, in fact, my mother gets me a Yowie here and there sometimes. Do the Yowies have something in them? Like, yep. Oh, they, do they have, like, Smarties in them? Nope. The toy? Yeah, tiny figures of animals. Ah, oh, okay. Those animals could come with um, little bits of paper that contain important information about them. You know, um, photos of the animals along with what they're called and their scientific name, their conservation status, where they're from, what's, what their diet is, and what their unique abilities are. I didn't know they contained those yeah. things in them. I also got to ask you... You have been an advocate for the better treatment of elephants, is that right? That is How did that come about? Yeah. Well, that came about because I'm an ambassador for an organisation called the World Animal Protection Society. So they're a worldwide group that looks after all sorts of animals. I went to Thailand just to promote... Because a lot of the time when you ride animals, when you ride the elephants, they've been cruelly treated before you can ride them. 
but a lot of people don't know that but it's not natural for them to do so the best thing is to let them just walk in the wild yes of course and so we were over there just promoting that instead of riding elephants and painting them and washing them which is not natural for them to be able to walk in the wilderness and and you just observe them their tagline is wild animals belong in the wild exactly and it's the same as tigers when when they're drugged and people take selfies with them it's like they've got to be in the wild and not in captivity so that's kind of what the campaign was for now i believe that we're now going on to our ask mr a plus segment the mr ask Mm. mr a plus segment is basically a segment of the podcast where the guest gets the opportunity to ask me questions do you happen to have any questions for me would you like to be an actor? Yes, I would love that. I've wanted it that ever since I was a kid. I'm ah. I'm actively pursuing it and I'm highly determined as well. That's good. So what are you going training at a school or is there like a theatre company, like a, a rep group that can put on plays and things? Actually I'm not really with any any of those things. Even though I have an agent, but also I uh there's some stuff going on in the works at the moment, but I'm not really allowed to discuss it much. That's fair enough. I understand those yeah. things. I have that with my work all the time. Yeah. Until you sign something, you can't yeah. really talk about it. So tell me, are you guys going to do another series of the of uh, Love on the Spectrum? There's been no word of it, but if they do decide to do it, I don't really know about returning for a third because I'm pursuing other okay. stuff now. I think that's a really good idea, Michael. You could have your own show. Oh. Maybe that's something to think about. Or you could be, if you wanted, create a character, like create a family. I suppose. But also, I probably should mention this. It is one of my lifelong dreams to act with you in a film or a television series. I would give anything to work with you and Shane Jagerson with you two as my on-screen parents. I would love that. Oh, we'd love that More as well. And I think, sh- yeah, I think Shane mentioned that when I saw him at the Actor Awards, which is just before Christmas last year. Um, I think he mentioned that. Well, we've got to put it out there, Michael, yep. to make sure that you can, we can do something. Yes. Um, and I've also been told that um, people are starting to look for people that are authentic. That's what... You know, I love so much about Love on the Spectrum is that you are also authentic. Do you have an Instagram account? Yes, I do. It's um, Mr. A plus Michael. When I say plus, I mean the word, not not the symbol. Okay, and cool. if anyone wants to follow me on Instagram, check the podcast show notes for details. Well, thank you so much for your, for your time, Susie. I really appreciate it. It was quite an honor and a privilege to have you on the podcast today. Oh, no, I had a really great time. I enjoyed every, every moment of it. Well, thank you, Michael, for asking me to come on today. And I loved every minute of it as well. So it was a joy thank for you. me to be here. Thank you. And thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thank you.